Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor and founder of DoctorOnAMission.com, where I help you live up to a hundred years young and healthy. In today's session, we're going to learn about this topic. Don't believe these myths about type 2 diabetes. Now, before we begin, let's take a look at this beautiful sunrise. Oh, I love beautiful days. I love new beginnings. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is new thinking, new beginnings, brightening up your day with new hope about type 2 diabetes. Now, there's a couple of myths out there. And as you know, myths are misconceptions. They're falsehoods. We're before we used to believe them and they were true, but now because of new realizations, they're not any longer truthful. So we're going to be talking about five myths about type 2 diabetes, which my goal is to help you kind of like wake up to a new day and give you hope about type 2 diabetes if you or anybody you know has type 2 diabetes, okay? So the first myth is diabetes is genetic. Well, you know, we've been taught if your parents have type 2 diabetes or your grandparents have type 2 diabetes, then guess what? You get to have type 2 diabetes. Well, that is not so. You see, the genetic code, which is your DNA, it's kind of like your instruction book about how you are going to express yourself in this world with certain diseases. So that's your genetic code. Everybody's got it. It's DNA and it's intertwined and it's got you, your blueprint, your instruction book. And the World Health Organization did an amazing study. What they did is in 1980, they figured out that there was 108 million people in the world with type 2 diabetes. And then 34 years later, in 2014, they did another study. And they found that there were not 108 million. Now it was up to a 422 million people in the world with type 2 diabetes. Now, let's go back to the genetic code, your blueprint, your instruction. The genetic code for humans only changes 0.2% in 20,000 years. Hmm. Going from 108 million to 422 million in less than 34 years is a lot more than a 0.2% change in 20,000 years, right? Yeah, it's like three times more. So what's the bottom line? Is it really genetics that's causing us to express type 2 diabetes or is it something else? Well, the bottom line is that we all, a lot of us, I'm not saying all, but a lot of us have the type 2 diabetes gene in our blueprint, okay? And food is medicine, right? We agree with that. Well, if you're eating the right food, then studies have indicated that the food sits on the type 2 diabetes gene and it stops expression of that type 2 diabetes. We're out, we're out. However, if you're eating the wrong type of food, then what that does is it 
sits on top of the type 2 diabetes and causes its expression. So how food affects our DNA, our genes, is called nutrigenomics, the nutrition, which is the food, on our genes, genomics. Isn't that amazing? So if you have type 2 diabetes in your family, guess what? You don't have to express it. You don't have to express it if you don't want to, but you've got to take control quickly. If you're still not you know, convinced about how food can affect your DNA, well, then let's take a look at the Pima Indians in Arizona. The Pima Indians in Arizona in the 1900s did not have any type 2 diabetes. They were trim, toned, muscular, and they ate a very clean diet of grains, uh, melons, beans, fish, lamb. Now let's see what happens when they go into the Western diet. They're, they're plunged into the Western diet. Well, what happens is they start eating everything white of the Western diet, whereas before they weren't. And they eat sugar, white flour, processed foods. Now, to this date, what we are seeing is the Pima Indians are expressing type 2 diabetes. 80% of the Pima Indians have type 2 diabetes, 80%. And, by, and that's by the age of 30. I mean, quite frankly, they're lucky to live up to 46 years of age. And they're also seeing three to four-year-olds expressing type 2 diabetes. And by the age of 20, the Pima Indians are needing cardiac bypass surgery because all that fat surrounding the heart is like cement and it causes heart attacks. It causes heart failure. So the key is, the big take home is the Pima's, the Pima's DNA did not change. It didn't have 20,000 years to change. It's the food that's, stand, that's landing on the DNA that's causing the expression of the type 2 diabetes. Whereas before, they were eating healthy food. It was sitting on the type 2 diabetes gene and stopping the expression of type 2 diabetes. Isn't that amazing? Well, that is nutrigenomics. The second myth is diabetes is not reversible. Oh my gosh, there is clear scientific evidence that type 2 diabetes is reversible. You know, when I was in medical school, I graduated from medical school in 1991. I was taught that type 2 diabetes is not reversible, that once you have it, there is no coming back. Well, that is not true. Of course, the earlier you find type 2 diabetes, the better, okay? That, we agree with that. And you know what? If you find it and start trying to reverse it later, you still can, but it's with very intensive lifestyle changes. You know, there was this groundbreaking study that showed people with advanced type 2 diabetes that had a pancreas that was so pooped out, it had like no more insulin to give. They were placed on a strict lifestyle change. And do you know what? In one week of changing their lifestyle, of changing their eating, of changing how they were cooking, they reversed their type 2 diabetes and the insulin started working again. 
the body started creating insulin. That is so monumental for us to understand. So you under, you've got to realize that your body is so smart and it will heal under the right conditions. We just got to give them the right conditions, right? Number three, having prediabetes is no big problem until it becomes type 2 diabetes. Not so. I'll give you a story of one of my patients. He was a 48-year-old male, overweight, diagnosed him with prediabetes and a smoker. Well, he ended up going into the emergency department, having a heart attack, and having stents placed. And those stents are basically highways in the heart um, arteries so that blood can still keep working and feeding the heart muscles. And because he had stents placed, because of his heart attack, he was placed on two medications, which is very common, beta blockers and statins. The problem with those two is that they increase the insulin resistance, and they actually fast forward us into type 2 diabetes. So he had prediabetes and still had a heart attack, had stents, and placed on two medications that was fast forwarding him into type 2 diabetes. So then he came to me and he said, yo doc, I thought I was doing pretty good. I mean, I eat well. Well, actually, the only thing green that he ate was actually the sprinkles on his muffin or the cakes that he ate. That was the only thing green. And he said, you know, I'm eating good and I only had prediabetes. I didn't know I could have a heart attack. Well, yeah, you can have a heart attack. You can actually die from prediabetes. So in prediabetes, a couple of things can happen. One is you can have heart attacks, just like we showed, just like my patient showed. You can have strokes, and you can actually develop cancer. And another thing that can happen is that you can start expressing dementia in the form of Alzheimer's. So just so you know, prediabetes really needs to be taken very seriously. It's not just, oh, it's no big deal. If you are diagnosed with prediabetes, I say wake up and take control and turn it around as fast as you possibly can. The fourth myth is once you're on insulin, you're on it forever. Well... You know what? That's why we're here in this beautiful sunrise, because I want to wake you up to new thinking. The new thinking is once you're on insulin, you can come off the insulin, okay? We as medical doctors are taught once you're on insulin, that's it. You're on it, and you'll probably have to keep on titrating it up the older you get. Well, through intensive lifestyle changes, and I really emphasize intensive lifestyle changes, where you work one-on-one -on -one with your doctor to turn around this, this disease, because it is turnaroundable, but you've got to be teachable and motivated and like ready to take control, because you can take control. And that's what I'm here to do, is to give you hope that you can actually not have this. You can actually come off your insulin. But the choice is yours, okay? All we as medical professionals can do is just give you the medication to keep your blood sugar stable. And that's what insulin does, okay? Insulin is beautiful at getting your blood sugars nice and stable, 
right? Because you know high blood sugars will affect your 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 vision. Can it check and uh, affect your heart? Can affect your kidneys? It can affect all the major organs in your body, and you end up going blind. You can have heart attacks. You can have strokes. You can have kidney failure and end up on dialysis. So insulin is fantastic at keeping your blood sugar stable. However, there are some complications with insulin. One is you gain weight. Sad, sad face. Two is your blood pressure goes up. Well, what happens when your blood pressure goes up because of the insulin? We have to give you more medication to keep your blood pressure under control. And insulin also increases your cholesterol profile. Well, guess what that means? More medication. So it's not often seen in conventional medicine that people come off their insulin. And that's because the lifestyle changes in conventional medicine are not adequate enough. However, through intensive lifestyle therapy, you can come off your insulin. Okay? The fifth myth is gastric bypass is the answer to weight loss. Oh, if only you knew the complications that can happen with gastric bypass. What happens with gastric bypass is they shrink your stomach to the size of a walnut. The size of a walnut, okay? And the problem with that is oftentimes it fails, the weight comes back, and there's complications like infections. And you know what? Really? You're not getting to the root cause of the problem. You're not getting into the brain to change the bad habits that are causing this weight gain. And you're not getting into the food. You're not teaching anybody the right food to be eating. So that's the problem with gastric bypass. I know it's seen all over the place as the answer, but it's not. It doesn't get to the root cause of the problem. What we really need to be doing is educating on nutrition and teaching people how to change their habits. So to recap on this glorious day of new beginnings, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, new beginnings, new thinking, hope. So there's five myths to recap. One is diabetes can be genetic, but guess what? You don't have to express it. Two, diabetes is reversible with nutritional lifestyle skills, correct cooking, and correct exercise. Three is prediabetes is no big problem. Yes, it is. It is a big problem. You don't wait until type 2 diabetes. You can still have a heart attack and die. You can still have a stroke and die with pre-diabetes. Number four is you, you can come off insulin. You can come off insulin once you're on, ins, on the insulin. And number five, surgery is not the answer for weight loss. Okay? It's not. Trust me, I've seen a lot of complications. So that is your coaching session on what not to believe in regards to the myths about type 2 diabetes. 
So until next time, go out there, make a positive difference in this world. Let's love unconditionally and forgive fast. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Beautiful day.